0: Hey guys, now you've made the move to Linux like I have, and you're moving files back and forth probably with a thumb drive. There's a better way. I go to the doctor, and he shows me how to use network navigation to bring your files over. Plus, we have a very important announcement about the future of how to Linux, so you want to keep your eyes open for that. All that and much more. My name is Chase Nunes, and I'm switching to Linux. <laughs>
1: This episode of How to Linux is brought to you by Linux Academy. Go to linuxacademy.com howto how to to take advantage of the summer of learning what is Linux Academy. Step-by-step video courses, downloadable and comprehensive study guides to get you on the course to learning more about Linux. 7 plus Linux distributions are supported and the content is customized to your Linux distribution of choice and when you go over to linuxacademy.com howto how to, you'll get a 33% discount for the summer. All kinds of great courses over at linuxacademy.com howto how to, like the AWS certified developer or an AWS certified sys ops, or maybe you just want to learn a little bit about mastering the Linux command line, getting a Linux job, or an introduction to Python on Linux, go over to linuxacademy.com slash how-to. There's never been a better time.
0: Now, a lot of you guys know that I'm making the transition from Windows to Linux to build help build my skills and learn more about the great platform that it is. However, on my trek, I've been having some issues trying to figure out how to do some simple things, mm. like moving files from my Windows systems to my Linux system. Right, I right. Mean, I'm so used to going into a file manager, even on Windows and Mac, <laughs> and just moving files. You just files. see all the machines on the network. Right, right yeah, and I yeah. see all the machines, and not only right. that, I can get into them, right? and then I can just drag and drop files and copy them over. Now, right now, what I've been doing, Chris, yeah. is using a thumb a drive thumb drive, <laughs> and just moving files. That's like the floppy drive of our generation now. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, and I know you tried it. You got in your file manager there. And oh, yeah. Let
0: me, let, me, so let me show you guys. This is real time here, what's going on. Right. So, I see it. Hey, there's your Windows, machine, right? Windows there's network. The network. Yeah. There's the network. So, what happens Shouldn't is be a problem, right? I double click on it. That's my thing. Like, All right, yeah, that's what I need to do. And then, boom, I get this error. <laughs> oh, Wait, what do you, what do you mean well, unable wrong. to access? I'm on my network. Yeah. So, what,
1: I know doctor, it, it can be quite confusing. Doctor, you know I mean? help
0: me. Give me a prescription. All here. right, I'll I need write you a prescription. So, let
1: me tell you. Uh, right. So, what this is, is honestly, Linux boxes out of the box, per se, don't uh, necessarily support by default. Windows Server Message Block Protocol. That's Samba or SMB. I'm a little
0: shocked. By, no, I'm not shocked. I mean, yeah, it's right. a different operating system. If you
1: were yeah. going, though, from Linux box to Linux box, you might have everything you need already. You have oh, SSH okay. probably installed on both ends, and you can actually use SSH to transfer files between Linux computers. So when you get to multiple Linux computers, I'll show you how you can do that. All right. To start today, I'll show you how to set up the Samba support. So, and do you want to be able to... Connect to Windows boxes, or do you want to be able to connect to Windows boxes and have Windows boxes connect to you?
0: I would like eventually to get all both. the way. We can do like both. Do That's no problem. Way. We'll just cool. take
1: both. Of, we'll take care of both of them right now. Oh, cool. You'll be surprised at how easy it is. So bring up your. I, now I know. Everybody, brace yourself. I'm going to walk Chase through the terminal. The reason is um, Chase hasn't been totally thrilled with the software center necessarily, and right. I totally understand that. But also. Uh, I wanted to do something on the terminal this time because last time, a couple of weeks ago, we showed you how to use GDEBI, a graphical way to install packages. This week, we're going to show you how to install software via the terminal. This is a prelude to you and I doing a deep dive into software repositories because I right. think there's one thing you've got to learn about Linux that is such a unique advantage is the whole software repository and management totally. aspect. Yeah. So you're going to see a little bit of how that works under the hood this week. So go ahead and open up your terminal there. If and you by would.
0: the way, you know, it's not like I'm not used to going into it an area where there's text. <laughs> Just, sure, sure. You know, I do it all the time. I've gone into DOS right. and stuff, so yeah. it's no big deal. All
1: right, so now have you already copied the command? I did, Okay, yes. we'll also have this command in the show notes. Why don't you do this, though, first. Before you paste that command in, type in sudo, that's super user do, space, mm-hmm.
0: apt dash. apt dash. get
1: get Space update update. This is so a good what does idea. this do? Go ahead and hit enter there. We'll let that run. Uh, you put in your super secure password that we've set up for you here. Super secret. This goes out. It talks to all of the uh, web servers out there that have packages available for this
0: installation of your Linux machine here. So oh, this wow. is going out and updating all of the available so- software repositories. Now how often does somebody have to do this? Do it, you have to do it before every installation? Or is uh, this something you do periodically?
1: It, it, that there's, no, there's no one answer to that. It's a good question. Usually if you're going to do any software installation, it's not a bad idea if it's the first time you're installing software for this day to do it. Okay. Because it can change daily, because this is also security updates,
0: uh, all that kind of stuff. So this could it. be essentially, like you said, no matter what you're installing, run this command yeah. so you have the most up-to-date uh, I, I would is, recommend
1: right? that, yeah, oh, okay. especially when you're doing something like installing software like Samba. So okay. now now you should have that command in your clipboard, right, because we do. copied it from our show notes. So go ahead and paste that in there. Okay. And uh, that's doing an app get install of Samba, Samba's, Samba's common files, and okay. a few other things. So go ahead and hit enter there. All right. And we'll have that in the show notes. Hit yes to that. All right. Telling is, this, you, is
0: this basically kind of like double-checking and telling me what's yeah. going in? So you'll see here it's going to say I'm going to install these
1: software, uh, packages, but right. these extra packages are also going to be installed because what you've just asked me to install also needs these other packages. So it's gonna automatically That's go That's that dependencies yep, thing you're
0: talking exactly. about. Exactly. Okay. So it's gonna
1: go out and get those, and it's gonna say, hey, bro, by the way, if you want additional functionality, you could also, may I suggest, installing these packages. I see. Now we don't need any of those particular packages for what we're about to do, because like, it's one of them's like the time client. So just because
0: like it says suggested adjusted doesn't mean to. it's going to install. Nope, it won't. Okay, right. all right, so I'll just hit yes here. Hit yes,
1: yep, and then it'll continue with the ones we. We've asked to go out. It goes out and retrieves these from uh, our uh, server that you've set up here. So this one you can see it's like us.ubuntu or whatever. I can't
0: quite see Does it name automatically name. pick the most efficient place to get it to? Get you it can from? Choose. I should say. You oh, okay. choose, yeah.
1: And there's 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 like scripts out there that will go out there and do okay. it for you. Okay, got it. Cool. All, right. All right, now we've got Samba installed. Well, we've still got your terminal up. Let's enable your account. To have the ability to log in from a Windows box. So
0: basically, I'm on a Windows box, I see my bonobo, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I can actually basically log into that, right? With your account. Okay. So
1: type right. out the command sudo SMB password okay. dash A for add. Right. And then your user account, which in this case is last. Hit enter there. All right. Now it's going to ask you for a password. So I would probably keep it the same as your login password. So that way it's simple to remember and hit enter. And then you're going to confirm it one more time. All right. Now do one now hit up arrow. And replace that dash A Mm -hmm. with E. So you've added the user to the database, and now hit enter, and you're going to enable the user. Enable. Two separate processes. Ah,
0: there we go. So now your
1: user can connect once we have Samba up and configured. We haven't done that yet.
0: All right, Chris, now that that we have it all set up and ready to go, I like to know how to do a direct connection. Mm -hmm. So now usually I'm not at home, obviously, uh, but at home I would enter the IP address or the name of the box. But you have a free NAS box. We can demonstrate this. Yeah, let's
1: give it a shot. So uh, bring up your file. Manager there, right. Chase. Cool. And uh, you're going to go over to the browse network section on the left hand side of the uh, file manager. All right. Or actually, I'm sorry, let's do a direct connection. Oh, so okay. connect to server. All right. And then uh, you see, we, we were trying this earlier right there. The syntax is pretty simple. Type in SMB.
0: SMB. Yep. So this is going to be universal for everything.
1: Anything, any Windows box, anything Got with it. a Samba share, colon right. slash slash, uh-huh. and then FreeNAS. that's our free NAS box. Got it. And you could put the whole share in there, or if you just hit connect right here at this point, it'll show you the shares that are available on that box and then you just will be able to authenticate and connect to those. There you go. So So there's there's the box. There's our butter mirror. Oh wow. And there's all our files. Wow. Very nice, right? That's simple. And you see right here on the left hand side, it also mounted it as a folder, so now your other programs will be able to see that as almost like an extension of your file system.
0: And you can read and write and drag and drop and do all those things you want to do?
1: Oh yeah, you'll be able to open up files off of it, play video, all that kind of stuff, and copy files back and forth. You're set.
0: Now, that that assumes, of course, that when you set up your box that you have permissions, right? That you yes. set up that ability. And to... that you had to
1: use, like, so we, we had a Studio FreeNAS account that allowed you to connect like that. So you'd I have know. to have that same thing set up on the Windows Which box. Which I already
0: do at home anyway, so... Your, your problem solved. Sweet.
1: All right, now, how about we go from Windows to your Linux box? So now we have to set up, that was the Samba client. Now right. we have to set up the Samba server. So there's two ways you can do this. Okay. Let's just start with the easiest way. Go back to your file manager there. All right. And just go to like your home directory or yeah, something. Right home. And right click like say on documents right there. All right. And you see that option right there. Ah. Local network share. That's because we installed a package called Nautilus dash share. Okay. And we have that in the show notes.
0: If you click that. And this is very, very similar to what you would find sharing on Windows. Sharing yeah. dot dot dot.
1: I would argue that looks even simpler, doesn't it? Actually, this is a lot better. Yeah, it's just you yeah. share the folder yeah. uh, there, and there you can say who has access to. It. That's very simple.
0: And then I can also create cast access. So if I want to say this have this discoverable on the network, yep. they don't need a password. They can just go right on it.
1: And they would only have right or read access.
0: Read access, got it.
1: Now this is pretty lightweight. So okay. close that. Okay. We installed another. Com- this one actually comes from a completely different distribution, but because open source is awesome,
0: right?
1: it's available in Ubuntu too. It's available oh. in most distributions. Nice. So go into your uh, search there and search for Samba. It'll just come just right up when you type Samba. in Samba. Oh, okay. The actual package command is system-config-samba. Okay. But, but when you install it, it's just Samba is the command you search for to find it. Right. This is a graphical interface made by Red Hat to make setting up Samba shares a lot easier. So click that big green plus right there. Oh, nice. And this is where you can say the directory you want, the name of it, give it a description, if it's writable, if it's visible on the network, so all that kind of stuff. So
0: I can go my go back to my home sure. directory. Sure, sure, yep.
1: Go in there. Go in and then there. say, and then like, choose a- documents or downloads or whatever so it was. was
0: documents and hit that. And now that's...
1: Yeah, and check out that access tab too. I think oh. that's an important one. This is where you, if you had multiple, User accounts, or if you wanted to have like a friends account, you could give them some access, or you could just say everybody has access.
0: I'm agree. Everybody. All access. right, and then
1: under basic, check your. Oh, uh, oh that's all right. Go back in there. So let's
0: just go back in here do a uh,
1: do a double click on that, or you can hit. Yep. And then clicks, just yeah. make sure you also make it writable and visible. Ah. Uh, there you go. And then, yeah, you could put, like, Chase's stash or something in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, got it. And that'll actually show up in uh, the Network Neighborhood browser also on Windows. Also in the description, yeah. so people would yep. see that. Nice. So hit OK there. All right. And then there's an Apply, I think, like under the File menu there.
0: Actually, no. Oh, no.
1: Maybe there's not. Maybe I misspoke. Yeah. Uh, so that's all how you do it graphically. Go ahead and close that. Okay. Now I'll show you where all that's being written to so you can see how it works under the hood. Uh right. Type in uh, – we don't even have to do it as root. We're, if we're just going to look at the file. We okay. can skip root access. Type in gedit. gedit. Yeah. Okay. Space. Space. Slash Etsy.
0: Slash Etsy. Slash Samba. Samba.
1: Slash S-M-B, SMB. .conf, .conf. and there's lots of text editors under Linux Chase, lots of text editors, but gedit's a graphical one that comes with your GNOME desktop. This is actually the config file that drives all of the settings of Samba. I, all
0: right, Chris. Now, this looks a little. This is a lot. Right.
1: <laughs> and you can see how if you were doing this by hand, you might make a mistake, right?
0: Right, yeah. So, the
1: Samba developers are going to hook you up. So, if you're messing around with Samba and you have problems, c- close, that, uh, close that window okay. and type in the command test parm. It's one word test P A R M and okay. hit enter. Okay. This does a sanity check of your Samba configuration. And if there's anything wrong with your Samba configuration, it'll kick it out right here. Oh, And so it's also, and if you had enter, it'll list all of the effective settings. So this has distilled everything in that configuration file to only the things that are actually applied. So that way you don't have wow. to read through all those comments. You yeah. can just see a straight dump of how your Samba server is configured, and it is so helpful and, for and, troubleshooting. And then
0: there's the, uh, the one that I just added, Chase's stash, yeah. and it says guest is okay, yep. read only. yep. Is that no, see, because someone can write to it?
1: So that See, that gives you an idea of how yeah. that GUI tool was writing to a configuration file on the back end. And the beauty part wow. is, is now that you have this set up, yeah. if you ever reloaded this box, you just save that config file, drop it back on there, and you're done. Well, Nothing it, else it's to It's really up.
0: helpful for someone like me when you're using a GUI, but then all of a sudden yeah. you want to know how it's actually being written. You can go do that. You can actually see that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot.
1: So there's a lot of ways you could skin this particular carrot, and we'll have links in the show notes for more guides, more thorough setups. Also, uh, if you want to share files on your LAN through Samba or maybe SSH, that could be a decision you have to make, especially if you're only on Linux slash Unix boxes. You could just skip Samba altogether. Maybe NFS might be a way you want to go. That's all future segments for us. But it's something you can look into right now by checking out the show notes.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Chris. That was great.
1: You bet, buddy. Now go have fun sharing files.
0: See ya! (laughs)
1: Okay, Chase, uh, we have speed. Uh, begin when you are. Ready?
0: Three, two... Hey guys, Chase here. You know what uh, really bugs me is uh, not starting it the same way. So I'm gonna <laughs> do it again. All right. You know, the city of Redmond, Washington is home to some of the largest commu... <laughs> Billy Mays here! You know, here at Moore Park, we got great things! We got huge pieces of software, big hardware providers, and a big Sign! Nice straight road, no turns. Your face. Actually, no, I'm going down State Avenue, sorry. It gets a nice, <laughs> just a nice long pull. There we That's go. Nice yeah, it just pull. keeps going, it's so long. Hey guys, you might remember this gentleman right here. Hey guys, his name's Chris Fisher. He hosts the uh, worldwide famous podcast, the Linux Action Show. Heard of it? Now, back on episode number one, you know, I, I brought Chris in here to really show me how to uh, traverse through the world of Linux. Oh, thanks, Chase. Yes. Now we're making a change. We're making a transition, if you will, and we're going back to the mothership. Whoa. We're gonna, we're gonna put how to Linux somehow inside the Linux Action Show. Well,
1: I like to think of the Linux Action Show as a matura- maturation chamber, sort of like the way the Borg would do it. And what you do is you take a show, uh, maybe a show that's got some work to do, some show that has a few right. things you want to tweak, you put it inside the warm cocoon of another show right. that you could then do things, experiment with, poke it in certain ways, and grow it into the <laughs> ultimate monster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, you guys, you know, we've been trying to do the show on its own. And while, yes, there are some of you that... Love to jump on board on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Linux. We know that a lot of you want to see something more. So in order for us to do that, we kind of need to dial it back a little bit. Yeah, refocus on
1: what work fo- on what goes into a how-to episode and sort of maybe uh, focus on the essentials if you will and uh, not things like transphasic pops cuz right. that's where we spent all our money on before which that's... was clearly the wrong direction to go.
0: <laughs> Way over budget. <laughs> and now we've realized what we should be doing is how-to. Right. Stuff. So so what we're going to do is we're going to first off if you're supporting us on Patreon right now and I know you're looking at the calendar it's gone. <laughs> It's, and it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> uh, we're, 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 but the URL is going to stay there, yeah. and what's going to happen is the milestone goals that you see on that left-hand side of the page are going to change. If you really believe in what we're trying to do here with how to Linux, because it's not just how to, because we really have visions of going out there into the field, talking with businesses and companies on how they're using Linux, where it may not fit under under a how to segment, so to speak. But it's one of those things that we know a lot of you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is first bring it back into the Linux Action Show. Boom. And then, based on your contributions, if you want to see the show grow and then eventually be its own thing, that's where the Patreon comes in. Yeah,
1: at. and so what we're going to do for a little while, while we sort of reformulate and get a good grasp on what we want to do, is we're going to shut down the Patreon temporarily. Yep. Uh, so that way you guys aren't paying for something that isn't quite clear what it is. We want to be really upfront about that. Is right. when, when we relaunch that, we're going to have a clear statement as to what you can expect, and we'll sort of retool, reanalyze, take in your feedback, and then once we're ready, we'll make, we'll make the big
0: announcement, we can all jump in, and we'll launch something brand new that everybody loves. And the great thing is these segments will not stop you're always going to see mm-hmm. probably on a monthly basis maybe every couple weeks depending on how time allows and what more. you need to fix <laughs> right the thing is my learning will not stop yeah i know a lot of you might think well gee if if the show's going away you're no, you're, no i'm chase not going to keep at using all. linux we're going to keep no.
1: solving problems for yeah. chase and why not also just incorporate that content into the linux action show that way all the folks watching the linux action show can still
0: benefit From that explanation, from those how-to's, from that content, and we'll throw in some bonuses too. Like you know, obviously, you know, we went and checked out uh, Pogo Linux and Redmond. Mm -hmm. I have a prediction that other things like that are going to happen in the future under the concepts of the Linux Action Show, and maybe we can sprout that out as well. So. I want to say, first off, a big thanks to Chris and Matt of The Linux Action Show, the entire cast of producers that are going to allow me to come into The Linux Action Show and show off some really cool how-to stuff. And also, thanks to you guys who supported the show on Patreon from the very beginning. A lot of you did believe in what we were trying to do Mm -hmm. and what we're trying to accomplish, and it's not going to stop. We're just going to dial it back and make some changes. Retool. Yeah.
1: You know, adjust. Massage. Adjust. Like a little shift.
0: So, if you want to stay up to date on what we're doing, you can always follow us on the Twitter at how to linux you can still you know uh keep an eye on our patreon even though we're going to shut it down for a bit
1: and Wait. i'm sure we'll make an announcement in the linux action show in yeah. our
0: segment we'll be doing there when we yeah. have something lined up too
1: yeah so lots of ways to stay in touch
0: yeah lots of great great ways to stay in touch so please stay in touch with us and we got a lot of great things in store for you yeah so we'll see you in like
1: the linux that. action show
0: hey Boom.